Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. It's Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. The youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock. We're in the final hour of power here on Overtime, before we just to rock over to the JR Sport Brief, he will take you into the early hours of Thursday morning. We'll take a big picture look at the NFL coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Eric Eager, the co-host of the Sumer Sports Podcast with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov. He is set to join the program coming up at about 9.20 or so. We'll talk all things NFL as we sit here at the quarter pole mark. We'll also get Eric's thoughts on the burgundy and gold and how he thinks Sam Howell has played uh, throughout the first month of the season. All that coming up when Eric Eager joins us coming up at about 9.20 or so. I teased it going into the break. Said I wanted to talk a little bit about the NFC North. The Cleveland Browns in particular uh, is what I wanted to talk about. I don't know if it got swept under the rug here during the week or if anyone Took the time to talk about it, but one of the more bizarre situations in the NFL happened this past weekend between Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. So let's rewind to two Sundays ago. Deshaun Watson got hurt uh, and suffered an injury in the Browns' convincing win over the Tennessee Titans 27-3. Suffered a shoulder injury. Finished the game, but there was definitely some concern about his availability going into Sunday. On Friday, Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson got in front of a media scrum in Cleveland and pretty much guaranteed that he would play against the Baltimore Ravens. So much so that your boy went out and put the Browns as a part of my six-leg parlay. $10 to win $220, a good flip. But I picked the Browns to beat Baltimore because I thought Deshaun Watson was playing. We get to game time when the actives and inactives are slated to be released. And to the surprise of everyone, Deshaun Watson, despite telling Cleveland reporters as recently as Friday that he was going to be a go, Deshaun Watson does not start. They start Dorian Thompson-Robinson the rookie out of UCLA, and as expected, Cleveland not remotely competitive. They fall 28-3 to the Baltimore Ravens, and it's got folks in the Cleveland area scratching their head because Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski, after the game, came out and said this about Deshaun Watson's choice not to play. Take a listen. You said yesterday pretty much it was his call, so he was medically cleared to play. If he would have said, I'm good, he would have played. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, let me uh, say this, Tony. I mean, he knows his body. He's played through serious pain before, very, very serious injuries. Um, It wasn't a matter of pain tolerance or anything. He just did not feel like he had his full faculties. 
Mm. Messy, messy situation going on in Cleveland with the Browns. It's interesting because in that same division, there's a quarterback right now that their entire fan base is ticked off that he's playing. Talking about Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals. His calf injury has completely taken their franchise off the rails at this point. They sit at one and three and are going nowhere fast in terms of the in terms of the Cincinnati Bengals. And right up the road, Deshaun Watson, the $250 million man, the guy that has the richest contract in the history of the sport, was medically cleared on Sunday. But said, you know what? I'd rather go massage someone instead. I mean, it is the craziest thing that I've heard of. And ultimately, right, I get it. If a guy's hurt, he's hurt. But who put a gun to Deshaun Watson's head and made him go up in front of the contingent of media on Friday afternoon and said, yeah, bro, I'm playing? Not only did he mess my money up, he probably messed some other people's money up out there. But realistically speaking, I I think the issue that I have with all of it is that, dude, Deshaun, read the room, bro. You owe that Cleveland franchise your ass. Let's just call it what it is. They went out on a limb and signed you to the richest contract and the most guaranteed money in the history of the sport. And you're not willing to go lay it all out on the line for your team in a divisional game during the first month of the season when your group was playing well and is looked at as one of the front runners right now in the conference defensively. You're playing as good as anyone in the National Football League. They needed you on Sunday, Deshaun Watson, and you were nowhere to be found. But it's not like the results would have been much different. It got me so frustrated that I did the due diligence and I said, you know what? How well is Deshaun Watson even playing right now in Cleveland? He is 30th in the NFL in total completions. That just gives you a little bit of an idea of where he is right now. 30th in completions. Do I even, can I even scroll down far enough to find where he is in touchdowns? 17th in the NFL in touchdown passes. Middle of the pack. When you get paid 250, you better be better than middle of the pack. I just don't know, man. It feels like and a lot uglier before it gets better. Now, I understand that before this week, I was feeling damn good about the Browns. I had them at number six in my Super Six pack. Feeling good about it. But there's something off. There's something off with this situation right now in Cleveland. Their general manager, Andrew Barry, took the podium earlier today and basically tried to play middleman between Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski, the media, and the fan base. Because the one thing I'll say about the Cleveland fans it's not a bunch of not a bunch of idiots out there. It's not who they are. They are very in tune with what the hell is going on with their favorite sports franchise. I know our sister station up there in Cleveland, ninety-two point three, the score I believe is what it is. Was talking all things Deshaun Watson today. They better be. This is the hot button issue right now in Cleveland, and to me, if it wasn't for Taylor Swift, it'd be one of the bigger stories right now in the National Football League. Let's just call it what it is. 
a $250 million quarterback cleared to play medically by the doctor in an important divisional game at home saying, nah, bro, I'm good. I don't need to play. I'll be all right. Are you kidding? Come on, Deshaun. Do better. Read the room is really the best thing I have to say on that front. It's frustrating. Especially considering, right, that franchise, that franchise is tied financially to Deshaun Watson for what seems like forever. It's almost a godfather-like deal that Deshaun Watson signed last offseason. And it hadn't gotten off to a good start. Now, I'll say this for the Browns. Look, you're 2-2. Two and two. They got a tough game coming up after the bye week. Lucky for them, right? They get a bye. So Deshaun Watson gets to heal up. But when they come out of the bye, home for San Fran, at Indy, at Seattle, at Baltimore, home for Pittsburgh, you're going to find out real quick how good the Cleveland Browns are. And I hope, I hope that that group bounces back for the sake of, for the sake of my credibility when it comes to football takes, right? I, I was all over Cleveland this offseason. I just said it's no way. It's no way that Deshaun Watson has fallen this far off of a cliff. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I think we may be witnessing what we can call a case study moving forward. Because this is, I mean, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. As the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, has 11 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. His final season with the Houston Texans, borderline MVP, throws for 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, 7 picks. Will he ever regain that form? And I feel like the thought amongst Browns fans is like, the hell if he ever regains the 4,000 or the 4,800 yards form, can we get him to just be an average quarterback at this point? Because Cleveland's got the weaponry. They got Amari Cooper. They got Njoku. The offensive line's one of the best in football. Elijah Moore has come over and provided a spark. Defensively, they're amongst the best units in the league. But, man, when your offense isn't giving you anything, the way Cleveland hasn't given their team anything through the first month, it's hard. It's hard. I will say this, though about where they fall in the landscape of the AFC conference. We were talking how Washington looked big picture earlier. I want to take a look at the AFC standings and where Cleveland sits. They're in arguably one of the toughest divisions of football with Baltimore and Cincy and Pittsburgh. That's before the season. Right now, it's kind of looking like a pretty average division, right? Teams that are tied. With Cleveland, have a 2-2 two and two record. Pittsburgh, the Colts, the Texans, the Jags, the Titans, the Chargers. The same way I sort through the same way I sort through the 2-2 two and two teams in the NFC will be the same standards that I sort through the 2-2 two and two teams with in the AFC. It's all about which quarterback and which defense I trust the most. So sorry, Indianapolis, that eliminates you because I don't know how much longer Anthony Richardson is going to continue to run roughshod through the National Football League. Normally, teams figure it out. 
the prince who was promised. Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe in that group because Trevor has got the most drops in the National Football League amongst his wide receivers. Defensively, they played really well against Kansas City a couple of weeks back. I, I buy the Jags as probably the best 2-2 two and two team in the AFC, but a close second and third will be the Tennessee Titans and the Cleveland Browns. The big question remains, though, for Cleveland. Is this the Deshaun Watson that this group needs to be accustomed to, or is there another layer that he could tap into? Because right now, it's going out on a limb and looking like the worst contract not just in the NFL, but maybe in all of pro sports history. <laughs> Worse than A-Rods? I mean, this is... Deshaun Watson looks like a shell of himself. Sam Howell has looked like a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson has to this point. And if you were to put Sam Howell in Cleveland's offense with that weaponry and that offensive line, he'd have more success. All right, so what about Kyler Murray? You and your, your, your infatuation, your infatuation with Kyler Murray. I think he plays at some point this year, 110%. But do you think his contract is worse than Deshaun? That's what I'm saying. You're saying the worst contract in the NFL. Because when when Kyler comes back, I would shave my head skin bald if Kyler comes back and he looks worse than what the $250 million creep has looked like to this point. It's been god-awful. God-awful. Let's go to Randall in Mechanicsville. What's going on, Randall? Hey, man. I love the show, man. Appreciate Uh, it. Yeah, the two the, you put it you put it so well. The two hundred and fifty million dollar creep is holding. <laughs> think about that is 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 holding back the Browns. The two hundred fifty million dollar man is holding his team back. How does that make any sense? He cannot play anymore. He looks like a backup, yeah. and that is that is one expensive backup because <laughs> you have incredible weaponry there. Their number one, Amari Cooper, is number one across the National Football League. Incredible. Yep. Ford, their running back, he can play. Diamond in the rough. No slouch at all. Yes, sir. And Joku, top-tier tight end, in my opinion. And their offensive line is great. Their defense is incredible. Yep. Incredible. And on, on the side note, you have Elijah Moore has a great number two. Uh-huh. And Donovan Peoples-Jones is great. The point is, is just to simplify and put into one simple sentence. The $250 million man is holding them back. 110%. I mean, that's, that, that speaks volumes, man. You have a good show. Thank you. Too, you too, Randall. I, look, I appreciate you calling in as always, my man. Look, I, it's, it's tough because I was a Deshaun Watson fan before the creepy stuff started happening. But, man, I, based on the, the, the stunt that he pulled on Sunday, not playing after being medically cleared, I don't know if I can even root for the guy anymore. We'll take a big picture look at the National Football League on the other side of this break. Our pal Eric Eager is set to join the program. He is the co-host of the Sumer Sports Podcast with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov. We'll ask him about the Deshaun Watson situation and a whole lot more as we take a look at the NFL at the quarter pole mark. We're getting ready to enter week five. Who's real and who's fake in terms of contenders in the National Football League? We'll ask Eric Eager all that and more next here on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Riding with you for about another half hour or so before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief. He'll take you into the wee hours of Thursday morning. Speaking of Thursday, it's a Burgundy and Gold game day all day here on the fan tomorrow as we get geared up for Bears and Commanders. Washington looking to move themselves to 3-2 and two after a big-time, I don't even want to call it moral win, but after a big-time performance Sunday uh, on the road against Philadelphia, that group bounced back tremendously. We'll see if they can carry the momentum into tomorrow night and slow down uh, the upstart Bears and their offense that finally got off the schneid this past weekend against the Denver Broncos. But since it was against Denver, I don't even know if we can consider it getting off the schneid. Right now, joining us via the BetQL guest hotline is a pal, Eric Eager. He is the co-host of the Sumer Sports Show uh, with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitroff. Make sure you give Eric a follow on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. What's going on, Eric? How you doing, my friend? Things are good. I can't believe we're already into week five. Yeah, it's crazy. I was saying it, getting prepared for the show, and as I as I uh, came off the top rope at the top, I, four weeks have gone past, Eric, and I still know nothing. <laughs> it still feels like it's taken us a while to figure out who's real and who's fake uh, in terms of this first month of the season. I want to start off uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, man. This is a team that I was kind of weary of anyway, r- regardless of Joe Burrow's health. It just was kind of concerned and questioned whether or not they'd be able to replicate the success of the past two seasons. What do you think is the next best move for Cincinnati? And if they continue to falter, do you maybe see T Higgins moved to the trade deadline? Yeah, I think you just answered the question. I think to me, it's one of those where, you know, that's a tension you have to manage and they didn't do it right. They, they talked a big game about him, but he's eligible for an extension. Doesn't get one. Then now they're talking about, okay, he's going to be playing on a, you know, he's going to be playing on a, you know, sort of contract year. Those things are hard to deal with. And in addition to the fact that the quarterback, obviously, when you look at injuries, you know, Josh Allen, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, guys like that have dealt with injuries better because they have elite arm strength and elite, you know, physical gifts. Burroughs, you know, more of a, you know, Tom Brady type in that way. And as such, when he gets injured, it's not pretty as far as arm strength. And you look at, He's had one of the worst yards for pass attempts in the first four games of the, in, a, in NFL history. Man, yeah. When you when you put it in perspective like that, it tells you just how poor it's been. Do you think it's a situation for Cincy where sitting him down for a month rectifies all of their issues, or do you think we're in too deep at this point? I saw someone tweet it earlier. I don't know. It may have been you, Eric. Actually, 
Someone tweeted, what if this was the Bengals' master plan? They just punt on the year. You put Burrow on IR. You end up with a top five pick, and then you get Marvin Harrison Jr. and let T. Higgins walk out of the door. Not a bad – certainly <laughs> certainly interesting. I mean, that, that makes me think of, like, uh, the Spurs with David Robinson right. sitting for most of the year and then getting Tim Duncan. Um, you know, it's, my thing I, – I said this on my Chiefs podcast, the Red, Gold, and Bold show. I, I said, um, you know – when you sign a quarterback to a $50 million deal over five, you know, more than five years, you're never in it to win one of these Super Bowls. Because if that was the case, right. why are you, you know, long-term with this guy? So anytime a guy like that gets hurt, I always thought you know, the, the Colts with luck, it was just like that 2015 season. It's like, sit the guy down. You know, there, there's more to this than just this year. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in favor of sitting him down as long as he needs to be sat because – this injury just, I mean, he might develop bad habits. I mean, we've seen previously good quarterbacks, you know, you know, slide down guys like Wentz just because they were, you know, getting hurt a lot. Yeah, it's a real thing that Cincinnati's going to have to manage. And Joe Burrow, as we just mentioned, not the only thing that they're going to have to manage moving forward. They got some big-time contracts getting ready to come up as well. I want to keep things in the AFC and talk about the team you just mentioned, the Kansas City Chiefs. I keep giving them the benefit of the doubt in terms of my power rankings. I do my super six pack, my top six teams in the NFL each week. I use this example, Eric, and tell me if you agree. If there was such thing as an NFL Equifax report or NFL TransUnion report, the Chiefs have like an 850 credit score. So the fact that they've managed to get out to this three and one start and finding different ways to win, despite them clearly not looking like the best version of themselves, is super impressive. To me, the bigger story is not really the offensive woes. Defensively, Eric, Trent McDuffie turning into a real legit number one corner and really getting national recognition. And then they got a nice little pass rush as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, when you make tough decisions like they did and you get a bunch of draft picks, you use those draft picks on premium position players, the good things will happen, right? When you go Felix Anazuke Uzama in the draft this year, George Karloff this last year, Trent McDuffie, yeah, you know, Chris Jones is already there. Two year, you know, linebackers in round two and Willie Gay and Nick Bolton in consecutive years. Uh, and then Brian Cook's a safety in, in day two, 2022. They've invested in this defense and to their luck maybe and a little bit to their credit, of course, it, it's all hit, right? And, 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 and you bring back Charles Amenahu in week six. I think that, that he's going to add some juice there. This could be like a top, you know, six defense in the NFL. Yeah, right now they're ranked eighth in the NFL in opponent yards allowed per game. So it uh, definitely looks like they're a group that's that's finding their groove. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes in the passing game will come around at some point. Do you have concerns about that side of the football? And do you think the woes that they're having right now at the tackle spot uh, will, will end up coming back to bite them as we get to postseason play? Yeah, Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith have always been penalty guys. That was something that I think, you know, my old employer, PFF, I think they do a good job of, like, documenting that and, and valuing it, you know, well because it, it's they're, they're hidden yards, you know. Right. So I, I, I think that at wide receiver, the, where they need to go is, look, they need to, you know, fix Valdez Scantling, you know, have, you know, Travis Kelsey. Look, the wide receivers have the same production through three games as they did a season ago. Uh, it's Travis Kelsey who hasn't brought, you know, had the production because he missed some time and hasn't been as effective. But what they need to, what they need to do is act, you know, they need to find, you know, Kadarius, Tony, Rashi Rice, or Sky Moore. They need to commit to one of those guys and play him the whole game and, and with through thick and thin. I think they rotate the receivers too much and no one guy actually gets, 
you know, enough comfortability in that offense to really succeed. That's a really good point, man. A number two wide receiver, so to speak, is definitely ailing this group. I think they're excited with what they've done on the ground game. Isaiah Pacheco's running hard in his second year. Uh, but the Chiefs are definitely going to be a team I monitor moving forward. I want to stay in the AFC for a little bit longer here, Eric. When I talked to you this summer, I was so bullish on the Tennessee Titans, and I still remain just as bullish. They're dealing with some injuries right now. Receiver Traylon Burks had to miss last week. Based on the first month of the season, could you give me a one-word description of the Tennessee Titans right now? And Do you think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC playoff picture? Gritty, <laughs> if I got more words, I would say the inverse of the Chargers. <laughs> the Chargers are glitz. The Chargers are glitz and glam. Like, they're both 500 teams, right. but the Chargers are glitz and glam and disappointment, and the Titans are, like, you know, rough and tumble, and I'm always, like, surprised yeah. that they can win the games they win. Yeah, they look really good this past weekend against Cincinnati. You mentioned their defense. Uh, the pass rush has really gotten piped up this year. Uh, with some of the guys they brought in via free agency, their division that they're in right now, I picked them to win the division this summer. Uh, I kind of felt like the Jaguars were going to take a natural step back. I didn't think offensively that Trevor Lawrence would just get no help uh, leading the NFL, his wide receivers doing drops. But when you look at that division, do you believe that it's as wide open as it seems right now, or do you think at the end of the day the best quarterback ultimately uh, is going to get his team to the promised land? Yeah, I think the Jags should still be favored. I don't know if it should be like minus 160 like it was in the offseason. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that's crazy here is I don't know, like if I were betting, I'd, I wouldn't bet on the Jags. Because like to me, like what's the likelihood? Like let's say it's a 50-50 chance that, you know, either Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud end up being pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then, you, you know, the Jags, like there's a 25% chance that, you know, the Jags will be eliminated from the playoffs altogether, let alone win that division. So there's just like, there's so much variance in this division that especially given how well Stroud has played and Richardson to a lesser extent, like this thing could blow up in either direction. We're joined right now via the BetQL guest hotline by our pal, Eric Eager. He is the co-host of the Sumer sports podcast with former Falcons general manager, Thomas Dimitrov. Make sure you follow Eric on the X app at Eric Eager underscore do a little NFL superlatives here for a second, Eric. Kind of already talked about the disappointing team, probably being the Cincinnati Bengals. Who's been your biggest surprise in the NFL through the first four weeks here? Oh, that's a good – Tampa Bay has got to be it, right? Yeah. Like, And, and I, I know the record isn't that good, but Arizona is much, much more competitive than I thought they'd be. So those two teams are my, my surprise teams. When, when you look at Tampa Bay and – Baker Mayfield obviously protecting the football, being efficient and playing well for them. I believe we talked about this this summer. You are a big fan of their new offensive coordinator, Dave Canales. Do you think this is one of those situations where if Baker continues to play well, he now is on that short list of, of OC to head coach candidates this fall or this summer? Yeah, there's a chance. I mean, uh, it's not the traditional way, but, you know, think of, Canales comes over from Seattle. Seattle just did that with, with Geno Smith. Uh, I think that that's, you know, if, if he has a season, if he continues it and sort of plays into that Geno Smith tier, um, he, you know, Geno got a contract that's pretty middle class of quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, $25 million a year. So, um, yeah, I, I think Baker could, could absolutely do that. And especially when you look across and you say, well, you know, you, you could draft a Zach Wilson 
we could draft a, or a, a Bryce Young type and fail, or we could also pay Daniel Jones $40 million. I think a guy that would settle for 25 and Baker yeah. uh, is a pretty good value to teams. Let you go on this, Eric. The big matchup of the weekend to me is Dallas going up against San Francisco on Sunday Night Football. Really the stiffest competition that both of these two teams have played to this point. San Fran comes in as four-point favorites. I like Dallas in this one. I think Dak Prescott ultimately is going to end up outplaying uh, Brock Purdy, and I feel like this Dallas defense will find a way uh, to shut down Christian McCaffrey. Who do you like in this one, and where do you think these two teams rank in terms of the hierarchy in the NFL? Well, I, I think I, I'm with you, especially if I'm getting four points. I think Dallas, you know, Dallas is better at quarterback. Dallas, you know, arguably is better at defense. Um, and Brock Purdy's only game under 30 points uh, in his career with, that he's finished uh, was to Dallas in the playoffs. So um, that, you know, yeah, I, I think as far as the rest of the NFL goes, I think you have to put Buffalo and Kansas City uh, as the two best teams in the league. And then I think after that you have to put uh, San Francisco, Dallas, and maybe Philadelphia. I actually don't think Philadelphia's played all that well the first four right. weeks despite being undefeated. I'd be, it'd be a crazy man if I got you out of here without some quick thoughts on what Washington's done here in the quarter poll. Are you more confident in Sam Howell being this team's franchise quarterback than you were uh, in the preseason? Um, yes, but I'm not as – so, Mike, I'm convinced that Eric Bieniemy is going to be a head coach in the NFL more than I'm convinced in Sam Howell, and here's why. Mm. The Washington has, has – you know, commanders have moved the football done really, really well. And that's despite the fact that Sam Howell is taking a sack rate. That's one of the highest in all of football. Yeah. The enemy is, has really worked around Sam Howell, who has done okay, certainly certainly okay. But I think the enemy is the star there. 110%. Eric, always love catching up with you, my friend. We'll do it again soon. Hey, thanks for having me on. Take care. That is Eric Eager, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you go ahead and download the Sumer Sports Podcast wherever you get your podcast, and give Eric a follow on Twitter. At Eric Eager underscore. About a half hour left to go in the program. A couple different ways we can go. Before we get out of here, I do want to let you hear my favorite soundbite from yesterday, which was media day in the NBA. We'll talk a little bit about the D.C. family before we get out of here. But when we get back, I want you all to hear from the Greek freak who has just been a soundbite machine ever since his Bucks got prematurely eliminated uh, from the postseason against the Miami Heat. When we come back, we'll let you hear what Giannis had to say about working out with other guys in the NBA. He welcomed in Damian Lillard as his new teammate last week. But don't expect Giannis to be getting too cozy with any other superstars in the association. We'll expound upon that more next here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Riding with you for about 20 more minutes before we dish things over to the JR Sport Brief. Want to give a huge shout-out to our last guest for joining the program, my pal Eric Eager, the co-host of the Sumer Sports Show with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov. If you missed any of that conversation, make sure you download the always free Odyssey app. Use the Odyssey Rewind feature and go back to the 920 segment for my conversation with Eric. The podcast will be up shortly after the show as well. Uh, so you can check out the interview that way as well. We've talked all things NFL through the first three hours of this program. We're at the quarter pole mark. I keep saying this. I said it at the top of the show. I said it with Eric. Through four weeks of NFL play, I still know absolutely nothing about what the hell is going to happen during the home stretch of this season. The Kansas City Chiefs are defending champions. Some of holes in their armor, so to speak but it definitely feels like they're going to hit their stride sooner rather than later. I continue to talk about the big-time showdown. We're going to see Sunday night between Dallas and San Francisco. That'll tell us a lot about what the hell's going on in the NFC Conference. And then another big game in Englewood, the Dirty Birds, one of the last two undefeated teams in the NFL that go on the road to take on Matthew Stafford in the L.A. Rams, a team that is really exceeded expectations to this point this year. Matthew Stafford's numbers aren't that sexy. Three touchdowns, five pickles. They're running the football well. They're turning people over defensively. And Puka Nakua, ladies and gentlemen, 39 catches, 501 yards, and a touchdown. Excuse me. (laughs) Cooper Cup uh, expected to be back in the fold momentarily as well for that group. They opened up uh, his 21-day window to return back to the practice field. Remember, he started the season on the physically unable to perform list uh, with an injury, but he will be coming back to that offense sooner rather than later. They got a big test Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's going to do it, though, for the NFL talk here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I got to talk all things NBA. Yesterday, media day across the association. New faces and new places all over the NBA landscape. Lakers got a new look squad. The Celtics have a new look squad. We got some. New look players with the Golden State Warriors. Dame Lillard taking his talents to the Milwaukee Bucks. Phoenix pulling off their blockbuster trade. Bottom line is the NBA flipped on its head this offseason. But one thing to me remains consistent. Despite getting bounced early from the playoffs last year, I still believe that Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the association. And with him now teaming up with Damian Lillard, I think the Milwaukee Bucks should be, should be the favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference. But just because Giannis is feeling all buddy-buddy with Damian Lillard, don't expect him to get cozy with any other NBA stars in the near future. Take a listen. 
buddy thing. You've strayed away from that. It's kind of the old school mentality. Why, why have you taken on your career like that? So I think it's a very long answer. Uh, one. Go ahead. We got time, y'all. Go ahead. I, 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 I cannot fake it. Hmm. I, I cannot, I cannot fake it. Uh, and um, how, how, can we work out together? You know, when we are, we are in the same, we're in the same league, and we, we going against one another. You know, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to create something for my family. Yeah. You try to create something for your family. You know, you, you, you know, what I'm saying, like, I'm trying to. The reason I'm not winning the championship, it's you. Yeah. The reason I'm working out every single day to win the championship. And you, you get, you get on the, you know, in my path, in my way. Uh-huh. You know, how can, how the hell will I, you know, work out with, mm-hmm. with you? But at the end of the day, as I said, like I, I wear, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. You know, I don't know how to be fake. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I cannot do this. And I feel like the moment I, you know, I, I work out with players, then then you have to, you know, kind of. Maybe hang out with them later. <laughs> then when you play them, you know you 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 have to talk before the game with them, and then uh, after the game you have to sit down and have another conversation with them. And then when you go to the family room, you see them again. You gotta talk to them. And then when you see them in the post, you want to put your shoulder into their chest. You cannot do it because they might text after the game. Come on, guys, what you doing? I'm like I can't play the game like that. I do not work out with people that play in the NBA right now. <laughs> That's what I. You know, so that is the two different things. If you if you if you're not in the NBA, I have no problem working out with you. You know, if you're in the NBA and I'm gonna see you in the season, and as as I said, when I get to, get to the city, I have to text you to hang out to come to dinner. And after dinner, I don't know what it might be. And then the next day, I have to see you before the pregame, and then I have to see you after the game, and then we have to. Oh, I'm not. That's a lot. Yeah. Man, I'm not. I don't even do that with my my wife. Man. I don't even take my wife to date. I'm not going to take you on a date. <laughs> I love the honesty and the transparency uh, from one Giannis to Kumpo. And it's it's honestly refreshing. And I'm the youngest in charge of it, right? So I don't, I don't abide by all the old school stereotypes and norms that people go off of. I'm a little bit different, if you feel what I'm saying. But I love this from Giannis. I do. Nothing ticks me off more. Specifically, specifically in the NFL, I just finished whipping your ass for 60 minutes. And you want an autograph from me at the end of it? I got to sign jerseys and do the jersey swap? It's the lamest culture that exists right now in pro sports. Y'all got all offseason to get up with each other and swap jerseys. And you want to do it after we just finished going to war for 48 minutes? You want to do it after we just finish going to war for 60 minutes? If we talk about the NFL, nothing drives me more insane than jersey swap culture. Oh! The thing I find the weirdest is when, like, someone gives them their used game shoes. Yeah, like, The shoes. They're like, hey, kid, here's my shoes. These stink. It's like, why would... I don't get it. No, I get it if it's a fan. But if you were two grown men exchanging fun God, when I was a kid, I never y'all. wanted anyone's shoes. No, I didn't. I, I'd like a jersey or like all kinds of stuff to get signed, but I don't want shoes. They I, stink. They, they do stink. They do stink. Now I will say, I, I, as a fan, it's a little bit different, right? Like I'd be geeked up to get a piece of memorabilia from a player. Speaking of uh, 
fan-player interaction, so to speak. Evan Neal, starting right tackle of the New York Giants. I, I talked about it earlier, uh, Metal Chris, if you were paying attention. They gave up. Let me get the official number here to make sure I don't butcher this and give them more credit than I, than I should. On, on Monday Night Football, the New York Giants, Daniel Jones got sacked 11 times on Monday night. 11 times. Mind you, they just signed Danny Dimes to a big-time contract over the offseason. Four years, $140 million. Mind you, they chose to pay him instead of Saquon Barkley, who's now injured. Mind you, the stat that I gave earlier. They were down 28-0 in the first half against the Arizona Cardinals back in week two. They came back and won that football game. You take away the second half. The Giants have been outscored by 99 points in the first month of the season, yet their starting right tackle, Evan Neal, had this to say. Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? Those people commenting on my performance, what do they do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? That is in response to the critics. The Giants got booed off of the field on Monday Night Football. Yet their starting right tackle has that energy toward the fan base. Do better, Evan Neal. Do better. Do better, Evan Neal. We'll put a bow on the show. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll get you warmed up for the JR Sport Brief when we come back. I'll give you my official predictions for Washington and Chicago. Thursday night football from the crib. Backyard band performing live at the Legends Plaza before the game gets going. I'll give you an official score prediction next here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One final segment here on this Wednesday night edition of Overtime. Who we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief. Great show. Great show. First time back in the overtime saddle in a while. Got my man Metal Chris behind the glass giving us all the vibes tonight. Let's get down to business here before we before we hand the ball over to the JR Sport Brief. There's a big time football game tomorrow here in our here in our nation's capital. Technically it's not here in the nation's capital, but you know what the hell I mean. Commanders and Bears. I'm not scared of lions and tigers and bears, Jasmine Sullivan once said. But I'm afraid of betting on the commanders. Yes, I am. They are five and a half point favorites. VR friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook. The ESPN analytics matchup predictor gives Washington a 60.8% chance at coming out of tomorrow night victorious and improving their record to three and two going in to their big time showdown with the Atlanta Falcons next week. I'm going to agree with the ESPN matchup predictor. I think Washington, coming off of a short week, an emotional game Sunday against Philadelphia where they left it all out on the field, talking to some of the members of the beat, very somber scene in the locker room post-game against Philadelphia. Terry McLaurin, the heart and soul, the captain, This football team was in full uniform almost an hour after the final whistle blew. These guys are hungry. And they understand that they're right now on the precipice of becoming a legit team in the National Football League. 
they are this close to garnering national respect within the NFL. And I think what they did Sunday, taking the Eagles down to the wire, putting the NFC champs on the ropes, it didn't go unnoticed. I think Washington wins comfortably on Thursday Night Football. I think it's Sam Howell's coming out party. Give me Washington 26-13. to 13. I think they get the victory over the Chicago Bears. That's going to do it, though, here for this Wednesday night edition of Overtime. It's a burgundy and gold game day all day long tomorrow on the fan. Make sure you keep it locked. I'll be with you for Burgundy and Gold Game Day Live. Also, make sure you hang around for the Burgundy and Gold Post Game Show. Myself and the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. If you want to get an early dose of the youngest in charge movement, Fox and Friends, 9 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow, myself and Chad Ricardo will preview Commanders and Bears. Until next time. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t